Hello. You are listening to En Her Element podcast, featuring Maria Elena Madokin and Leo Kadia Chwafe. Enjoy the show. Everybody, welcome back to On Her Elemon. Marlena, how are you doing? Hi, everyone. Welcome back, listeners. Um, oh man, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm still in Holland, so there's that. That's getting used to. I've been here for a month already. Oh wow! I know it's like I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm really enjoying my time here. I'm enjoying just getting to like know my area and my surroundings. Um, I'm just happy to be here and learning what new opportunities are on the horizon for the next chapter of my life. So, oh my gosh! Well, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm currently in Atlanta. My brother, I guess, by the time this episode drops on Thursday, it will be his like graduation day so he graduates uh this thursday so i'm in atlanta celebrating that i've been here since saturday friday anyway i'm here for a couple more days but i'm really excited to be in atlanta um and it's really good so yeah that's kind of like the major news like happening in my life um Okay, y'all. So for our topic today, we're going to talk about beauty standards. Um, I feel we kind of talked about this topic a little bit before, but only a little bit. I feel we've talked it sporadically throughout like several different episodes, um, but never like fully in depth. I think it'd be a good thing to like discuss fully in depth because I think as women of color, we just by who we are don't conform to the standards of beauty that are placed in American society. I won't say conform, but like we don't fit in the boxes. I don't think that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's the word I'm trying to say. Not the conform, conform, but we don't, um, we We don't don't fit into the the standards, right? Like we don't. Right. Yeah. yeah, That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you for, find the words we don't fit into the societal like beauty standards that are in america which for the most part broad generalization tend to be like white thin blue-eyed when we don't fit into those standards all clearly i'm not white that's not who i am i am very dark so i kind of want to talk about like thick yes 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 so today i think we talked about like standards of beauty and our perception of it, how we've been affected by it, kind of what it means to us, and how we're trying to find a way to, I guess, like, function in the society that has standards of beauty. Because the thing about, like, when you don't fit into a standard of beauty, it really can have a negative it can have a negative impact like on like your mindset, how you go about, how you think people view you. And a lot of times, uh, if you don't, if you just don't fit into it, then there's a lot more things that I feel like you have to like work through, you know, yeah. and that's something that like really, really sucks. So I guess kind of like 
I have a whole list of questions for this discussion. I see. I see that. <laughs> I can share show notes. Um, I'll just let you go ahead and ask the questions, and I will respond from mm-hmm. my from my experience. Yeah. So, uh, how, like, have you? What are the standards of beauty that you have seen? in your like circle and how do you feel like you don't fit into it and like how have you navigated just a general question first like how have you navigated a standard of beauty that you feel like you don't fit and what do you not feel like you fit in so first of all i could probably write a book on this so (laughs) preview for all of our listeners for when we launch our co-written book um (laughs) but i can tell you I think probably since you've known me, you've seen me at probably every size I've ever been under a microscope. Um, and so very, like very concretely, like how have I fallen victim or like how have I, how has this affected me as a young girl is like, is representation. We talk a lot about representation. We talk a lot about not seeing people that look like us in places of power. And we forget that these, you know, um, you know, gossip girls or Cosmo girl magazines, like those never looked like me, you know, not just because I was always a big girl. Cause I'm a big girl. Um, <laughs> But um, it's because I have weird curl patterns in my hair and I have a tiny waist, but a kind of big booty, but not really. My thighs are thick, but my chest is bigger. And I still, to this day, as a powerful woman standing in my truth, struggle with beauty standards to this day. Um, so how have I fallen victim to beauty standards is sometimes I fill myself and sometimes I fill myself with more food to depress, you know, that makes me depressed, more depressed. So, um, yeah. And I think that that's a, a story that every woman from all walks of life can relate to. Does that answer your question, ma'am? It does answer my question. No, I totally agree. I feel like for me, when it comes to like standard of beauty, um, one, I uh, grew up in a lot of like predominantly like white circles. That's kind of like the circles that I've always been in. And so when you're in a lot of those circles, uh, you don't see people that like look like you. And when you don't see people that look like you, right, you sometimes feel inferior in some way, whatever that like looks like. And I know for me, like, I have very, like, kinky, like, curly hair and, like, the styles that, like, my mom will, like, put on my hair. Like, she used to, like, braid my hair all the time when I was small and then she'll curl it. It's, I have really cute, like, photos of me when I was a kid. Um, But I do have, like, this distinct memory from, like, third grade. Was it third grade? Probably like third grade up into like middle school. I like really wanted straight hair, and I did actually did have straight hair for like a period of time actually. So I did have mm. a relaxer. Um, I can relate. I can relate. Yeah, may I have a distinct memory like second grade? There's a distinct memory where I was like, I really, really wish I had like straight hair because like straight lighter hair looks so much like 
prettier in my eyes at that time like not now i think all hair is really pretty but like at that time i was like i really really want to have this hair but i didn't have a lot of people whose hair like looked like me and then also the same time i feel like the ones who were considered really pretty were the ones with like the straight hair right and so for me i was kind of like oh my gosh i don't have that and my hair is really kinky and curly and it's always either in some sort of braids right or like there's this thing called um there's this uh i don't know how you call it in english i mean i actually don't even know the word in my native language but is this like hair say it yeah it's just just to say it like yeah i actually don't yeah but i don't know the word for it but it's like this hair technique where you take essentially like yarn or rope and you like tie your hair with it they do that a lot of like african cultures on the continent um Mm -hmm. and so like that's how you just like tie your hair up and then like you're good to go um but americans don't do that in general so sometimes if i was the only one who like had that in my hair i would feel like a little like self-cautious i'll like find the word or like phrase for it and put it in the notes but i always feel like really really self-cautious um about that and i do remember for years i like would like straighten my hair but i do have this distinct memory when um lapia nyango when she became like super famous she uh it was like it was like a cultural like phenomenon because it was this like dark tall kenyan woman with like short hair and then that Mm. actually really inspired me to like cut my hair so from like like senior year of high school i like cut my hair like pretty short and like that was a pretty liberating moment because for the first time there was someone who like really looked like me and like lapia nyango is absolutely gorgeous right but it was like the first time that there was someone who like looked like me and everybody was saying that she was really pretty and she's really famous and successful. She like won Oscar, you know what I mean? And so I was like, oh my gosh, I can look pretty too. I think that was the first time like senior of high school. I was like, wow, like I'm able to look pretty too. And people say I looked like her for the longest time. I, I don't know. I don't think I look like her, but the point is, is I, I felt like, oh, they, I don't think you look like her. And she's, I don't think so either. I, I really don't think so. But maybe because I had my hair short and that was like in and maybe because I'm like black too and African. But I will say the fact that people were saying that like I looked pretty like her, I looked like her. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm pretty too. So I think part of like beauty stands in general is like representation, right? If there's only like one mm-hmm. mold or one type that's constantly shown, I feel a lot of like models who are people of color talk about that like in like the modeling industry and i know uh what's her name naomi campbell has like talked a lot about that of just how for the longest time she was kind of like the outlier and then not so much anymore but like when there's only one of you and there's many of a certain type of people you feel insecure and then a lot of the people who are like viewing these models or these things feel like insecure too and feel they don't fall into the standard of beauty mm. because that's the only thing that's shown right our standard of beauty yeah. is like it's just a social construct that's like been like made right and like people just want to look like this type right but when there's not enough like, yeah. different types then people think oh that's the only one way to look when realistically not everyone can look the same way not everyone looks the same way you know what yeah. i mean so and i, I mm-hmm. think that that's really hard because like we both talked about representation right and like 
understanding these standards of beauty and like realizing that we didn't really have that um, for ourselves growing up. I mean, freshman in high school, like that's a, that's a long damn time to be influenced by the world before you kind of get some resemblance of representation. And I think for me, like who I think of like when people are like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Has anyone told you that you look like insert word here? Um, I'm like, yeah, thanks. And like, even like me seeing her, who is she? She's beautiful. Do you, let's, let's play a guessing game. Who do I think you look like? Girl, I don't know who I, I mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's like, obviously not Selena. <laughs> <laughs> They say America Ferreira. You don't look like America Ferreira. I don't feel like I look like America Ferreira. You don't look her. like she's, she's gorgeous. You're gorgeous, but you don't look like her. She's gorgeous. She's drop dead gorgeous, right? Yeah. And like, also, she's just so even cool. When people, like her work, her activism she, is just really cool. But keep going. Yeah, she could. Yeah, I mean, anyway, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so like I get that, but at the same time, like. I think that something gets broken in that those formative years where it's like our beauty compass gets broken. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we need to have more representation and we need to see more diverse women. And I think that my friend recently was um, looking at an H and M catalog and she's like, there's black women. She's like, there's thick black women with rolls on their back and I was like what are you talking about and she's like showing me this video and she's like look she has back fat and like we're both sitting there like super happy because this woman has back fat and then Isn't we realize, so like, sad wait, I mean not like so sad 90% like- of us 90% of us have back fat like like it's, a, it's, it's like, thing, so. like it's cool to like see that because it's someone that looks like you but if you also think about it that is such a normal thing to have that like to be excited over it is kind of like oh like you know what it says it says something like as society or how we've like moved to be like super excited about that you know mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that's such a normal thing to have back that that's so normal so yeah, I don't know. That's like really sad. Okay, something that I want to go into that I okay, this is, I feel this is gonna be really interesting. Um, if you make me cry, I'm gonna come over there and punch you. Yes, you're gonna come all the way to Atlanta. <laughs> Your mother would be so happy. She she was. She's like she needs some sense into her. <laughs> um, okay, actually, this when I wrote this question, it just really I don't know. I'll just ask the question and you tell me your thoughts. Like. How have beauty standards changed over time? And before I, uh, before you start, how do we see other standards of beauty like being appropriated or now used? And I ask this question because the thing about standards of beauty is that they evolve and change over time. Like what was cool like ten years ago is like not the same now, and it probably won't be like the same in the future. But I kind of think of this question of like. Okay, I, I'm just, I guess I'll call out the Kardashians. <laughs> but I kind of, like, think of, okay, I think the idea, is, I think especially for, like, women of color, at least for me, my experience, like, I've been, like, pretty curvy. And a lot of people in the Black community, I mean, of course, we're all 
different shapes and sizes. So this is not a general mm-hmm. statement, but being curvy is a very like common thing. And for like the longest time, like that was like looked down upon, mm-hmm. right? And like having like bigger like chest, a bigger butt, like that was not cool. But now mm-hmm. you see people like I say for instance like the Kardashians who a lot of them like have like bigger butts or like bigger boobs and all of a sudden like who go feels- out of their way. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna pause and I'm gonna make you be real because on this show we are real one with ourselves and then two with our listeners. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you rephrase and tell our listeners and me exactly what you want to say because you're being really kind to the kardashians who you know what baby they're never gonna hear our podcast so let's rewind and say say exactly exactly what you want to say how you want to say it because i know what you want to say because i know how i'm going to respond but i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you start that again okay so if i knew how to like edit this well i like put a rewind tape like okay (laughs) Maybe if I end, I'll figure it out. But, um, <laughs> okay, what I do really want to say is, like, as a woman of color, as a black woman, being curvy, having, like, a bigger chest, bigger butt, that is something that's very common in our community. And, like, a couple years ago, that was looked down upon. That was something that was, like, not considered cool. Like, people would be, like, disgusted by that. But now you have people like the Kardashians, for instance, who make themselves like have bigger boobs and bigger butts and now all of a sudden it's like really cool and it's really trendy and now everyone wants to have that like a small waist and all those features when for the longest time we were like super super ridiculed as a as certain people in the black community were super super ridiculed for having these like features which are super natural like Mm -hmm. i do not have a boob job i do not have a butt job this is all very natural also i I do have a boob job Oh. <laughs> for a minute i was like what what i was like yes 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 you do um but uh for the longest time it was all like ridiculed and now you have these people who don't fall into this community who don't naturally fall into this mm-hmm. beauty who've made it themselves right they put these stuff in themselves and now everyone's like oh it, this is super cool oh i want to have that and we can go on about the kardashians how they how they've done a lot of things well but uh, what is mm-hmm. your view on that <laughs> well i'm gonna say this um on a brown body these things are threatening on a brown body curves are exotic and sexualized Mm-hmm. On a black body, um, boobs are seen as savage, uncultured. On a brown body, beautiful lips and beautiful hair, sun-kissed skin, wavy hair is looked as a woman who can't be tamed. Right? There's this exotic mystery to this person. And as women of color, we have been sexualized by the media, by colonization. And therefore, people feel as though it's okay to say on a broad body, these things are strange and we want to distance ourselves from them. When women like the Kardashians appropriate the full lips, the beautiful hips, right? The big, the big breast, right? Some women like myself are going through reductions in order to have a healthier lifestyle, in order to be able to run, etc. 
not feel like they're being overly sexualized or can't stand up straight for the fear that they'll be seen as overly sexual. So the issue isn't that these things aren't beautiful in and of themselves. and They haven't been beautiful for the millennia that um, women bodies have existed. It's that on brown bodies, white women are threatened. They're threatened because, because we've been hyper-sexualized. And therefore, when, bra- when white women do meet these standards of beauties, it's, it's different. It's edgy, right? But when we do it, it's illegal and hyper-sexualized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I get too real? <laughs> She's like, did I get too real? No, it's true. I think part of right that uh, narrative is here's the thing. I think the thing about standard of beauty is that it changes over time. It's a social construct, right? Yeah, it's nothing but no, that's but never no, permanent, right? But 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 no, there's still there's underlying things that are always going to be right. like like right. white there's, skin. Mm-hmm. Right. The whiter your skin, the more you are outside. So the whiter your skin, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's this idea of sun kissed skin, but like the whiter you are, the better you are. Right. right. Chinese culture, Chinese uh-huh. culture, mm-hmm. you know, pretty little women stuck in their castles, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mulatto women in, you know, in the fields. Bra- hell, my grandmother saying, oh, I've gotten too dark. Those mm-hmm. things are real. Those mm-hmm. things are ingrained, deeply ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what? Yeah, what I was going to say is like, like I said, I said that, but then also like the the language that is used for certain people different, like mm-hmm. differentiates, right? Because what you mentioned, for instance, like, um, for instance, like dark skin, right? Um, obviously, culturally, usually, like the darker you are, people usually less desirable and that goes into like colonization and history mm-hmm. and all of that but sometimes you see people who like who like going back to the kardashians there's a really great like focal point for like why this is so messed up but like you'll see how like sometimes like they'll like tan themselves be purposely like a little darker like i know um what's her face kylie jenner a lot of times she's been accused of like making herself like darker to have like those like that sun-kissed glow feature whatever right but like part of the standards of beauty is that like the language differentiates depending on who you are Mm -hmm. which makes it that like really sucks because like as you mentioned as like brown women a lot of black and brown women a lot of these features that we have we've been like criticized um sexualized looked down upon etc but like if it's used on somebody else like a white person then mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh they're being so cool you know what mm-hmm. i mean like when we talk about like hair which is mm-hmm. as black women that's something that's like very personal and very real like look black women have so many different hairstyles look i have a hairstyle a new hairstyle every like month people sometimes are just like what is happening i'm just like i have to change up my look but for instance i remember this is probably like coachella season which also coachella in a lot of ways is problematic when it comes to fashion but there was a like a period of time when bantu knots were like really cool um 
thing where the Kardashians kind of like made it like cool if you could quote unquote say and everyone was like oh my gosh it's like a really cool style and I think she named it something else too not Bantu Knots and like literally the black community clapped back and was like no these are called Bantu Knots they've been around for centuries and centuries this is nothing new this is nothing unique like this is a common hairstyle that we have but for the longest time is deemed as unprofessional or not cool or really weird and exotic and then you have like a random like celebrity a random white person like put on this hairstyle not give credit to the origin of where it comes from and say like oh this is really cool and now everyone deems it as cool so that happens a lot with black hairstyles and it's one of those things where like the language used for one community is different than if it's used on another community and that's what makes it really stuck it's kind of like you want you want everything about me but not me right you know i think we're I saying mean? the same thing right yeah like, we're saying we're just we're just going in circles <laughs> no we're, we're saying the same thing it's like unfortunately whether we like it or not people will be threatened by us, whether it's because we're women in a predominantly male society or because we're brown women um, in a predominantly brown world that pretends to be white. Because mm-hmm. um, let's be honest, most pe- inhabitants of the world are brown or black. Um, and so, yeah, like they're threatened by us. And they, they pick and choose. And I say this, like, it's, it's true. It's not like, I'm not just purely speculating, but it's like you pick and choose what you want and then you take away what's not desirable to you, which is the person, which is the, the personhood and yeah, the person that's there. Yeah, yeah. You want everything about the person, but not the person itself. Itself. The amount of times I've been called exotic and literally clap back with, "Who the fuck do you think you are talking to me like that?" People are like, "Oh, it's met as a compliment," and I was like, "Okay, name, name, name five things that are exotic that you're not scared of." Like, do you realize how much of a, an aggression that is? Yeah, yeah. Right, like yeah. tarantulas exotic and you're scared of them because they're venomous Mm -hmm. right exotic tree frogs you're also scared of those because they'll they'll kill you Mm -hmm. right like yeah anyway (laughs) yeah and part of the word is on it like alienates it does alienate for sure it it, it makes it just makes yeah it just alienates others for sure Mm -hmm. um it kind of reminds me when people use the word alien um when they talk about uh people who are not citizens of a place which yeah, i don't like that aliens. word I like yeah that word i don't either. like that word it, it rubs me the wrong way i'm not some extraterrestrial or whatever the word is you know um okay i have this question and i i don't know this besides the standards of beauty of change over time i think this is my favorite question that uh i came up with is it gonna get Why? riled up huh is it gonna get me riled up I think it would. It kind of got me riled up. It it, it <laughs> did. Um, so, why do we focus as a society? Um, okay, I should probably preface by saying when we talk about standards of beauty, 
it can relate to anyone, any gender. But for the most part, a lot of the times it really is like focused on women and girls a lot in terms of what deem is beautiful society and what mm. it's not, although it can expand other genders. Um, so this question, I guess, focused primarily on women and girls. But why do we focus on women and girls' beauties rather than their achievements? And how does it affect girls growing up? Again, I could write a whole book on this. <laughs> but I think this goes back to like the essence of when was I supposed to answer this question? Huh. Yeah. Was I supposed mm-hmm. to answer this question? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I think it goes back to the idea of woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like a woman is called to create beautiful things. Like mm-hmm. every woman makes every space she's in beautiful. Mm-hmm. And every woman, because of being a woman, is beautiful. Like we we don't go out of our ways to adorn things that are ugly. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you adorn things that are beautiful. So women use varnish, women use makeup and and people have been using these things to adorn bodies for a very long time. Right? You think about I think about quite often I think about the Blessed Mother and how she would have adorned herself with the colors of the village, right? And like although she was a humble woman, she was also kissed by the sun. Right? Like I think about her clan and her family in Nazareth. Anyway, um, because she's probably one of the most beautiful ideas of beauty that I think has been distorted. Right. And when I think about the, when I talk about the Blessed Mother, for those of us who aren't Catholic, I talk about Jesus' mom as the mother of all um, through her son's sacrifice. Anyway, we won't get into theology, but so I think about her as a standard, a standard of beauty that has also been distorted. And so I think that one, women are called to be beautiful by their nature. Like we are beautiful by our nature. We don't have to be beautiful. Every woman, every human woman, women who identify as women, trans women are beautiful. Like mm-hmm. there's something about the feminine that is beautiful. There's many things about the masculine that are beautiful too. But you know, ever go around saying like, that's a beautiful man. Yeah, that's you know? true. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, um, I heard someone one time said that and I was like, actually... I never heard someone say like a beautiful man. But I heard that once, and was I was it like, me talking about my boyfriend because I call him beautiful all the actually, time. I say, it might I, have been you actually. And I yeah, don't like I, that phrase. I'm like, we don't he has that a word beautiful soul. Like my my partner has a beautiful soul, and I love that about him. And I'm attracted to that because um, I'm attracted to beauty because that's what I'm called to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so the mm-hmm. second part of your question is like, how does it affect girls? Like young girls it's like every girl longs for her dad's attention every young girl longs to you know dress up in a pretty dress and twirl around and literally be told you are beautiful like that is a longing of every feminine soul um in one way or another and so one we give we give that to women right but we limit them to just that so i've 
started saying to little girls, even if they're like little infant girls in my arms, I I go, wow, she's beautiful, right? Because that's like the first thing that you want to say. Mm-hmm. But I also say like, you are smart and you are powerful and you are becoming who you're supposed to be, right? Like I've made it a very, a very important thing to not just limit it to, oh, she's so pretty. Mm-hmm. No, you are also mm-hmm. smart and you are capable and you are strong. And I think yeah. that as a society, we've limited to like, oh, she's pretty, you know, um, beauty and brains don't coexist in most people's realities. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's something that the female, the feminine longs for is to be called beautiful, mm-hmm. but also we've made it a limiting factor. Like this thing that's very powerful in woman, we've limited to just, just beauty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's very true. When I was uh, thinking of this question, I kind of had like a, like a deep reflection moment because uh, kind of like what you said, I don't like the fact that we focus just on beauty of women and girls because i think i may actually just say for like a personal experience one it like limits you right it just kind of reduces you to mm-hmm. like this physical aspect of yourself right when you have a lot more to give and i think growing up the thing was like i never considered myself beautiful it's only been in very recent years that i've been like yeah like i'm a beautiful human being and that's something that like i still very much struggle with which look look, i can have a whole speech on that but that's not what we're here for so i think for me when people would just reduce to like focusing on women's beauty or me the beauty of girls around me one it made me self-cautious because i wasn't i didn't think myself as beautiful nor did i feel i was considered beautiful by a lot of people Mm -hmm. um and so it kind of felt like what else do i have you know what I mean? If I don't have this physical aspect of myself that, or if I don't have this physical thing that people are looking for, that people like, what else do I have? And I don't like the fact that it just like reduces you to, oh, this is all you have to give. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It kind of, when I think of this question, it kind of reminds me of like, um, kind of the idea of how, some people don't like super ambitious or smart women because it intimidates them, which is a Mm. thing on them, not on you as the woman. Right. Um, But it kind of reminds me of that, how people just want you to like fit into like this certain box or do this certain thing and you're good right there. And that's it when I have a lot more to give. So that's what kind of like reminded me of and growing up, that was something like I really like struggled with because I didn't feel I was I don't know. I didn't really feel that I was like beautiful. So like kind of what I did, which I think helps now because I'm getting to a way where I feel like I'm successful and I'm successful in a lot of ways where I would just like focus a lot on my like school and work Mm -hmm. and achievements because it was like, look, I don't fit into the standard of beauty. I'm not the girl that all the boys are going after, but like I have this brain and like, this is all I feel like I can offer. So I'm just going to use it and do all these things, which 
helps in the long run because I've done all these things. I went to like a very good school and I have all these achievements, but it just kind of reminded me of like, I kind of did all those achievements, not only, but part of it was like, because I felt like I had nothing else to give. And like, there was something that people wanted from me that they think I didn't have or something, if that makes Mm. sense. So I don't know. It really took, yeah. So it really touched me a lot. Yeah. Looking at that question, feeling like, like, it's good to say like, oh yes, you're beautiful, whatever. That's great. But like, when you only focus on that, it just reduces the person to this one thing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reduces also at the same time, what you mentioned, like beauty and brains, right? Mm -hmm. How in a lot of people's minds that can't coexist. So not that you're saying that, if you're only telling someone, oh, they're beautiful, not your, you're not you're not necessarily saying, oh, you can't have both. But sometimes for a lot of people in their head, they're just like, oh, this is what you're worth. This way you're like, you'll be a good, like, me, like, partner, this and that, whatever, whatever you think of when you just think of, like, beauty, right? Kind of just, like, for people's, like, pleasure rather than, like, you have so much that you can give and so much that you can do and you yeah. have this brain. Like, you can do whatever you want with it and, like, do this, this, and that. So, I don't mm-hmm. know, that question, that question, like, touched me a lot of ways because I was kind of like, hmm. You know, it's, it's still a thing that, like, I go, like, back and forth on because even to this day, I'm kind of just like, well, I'm... All I have is these achievements, so I'm just going to do it, which sometimes that intimidates people and sometimes... Some people don't like it, but it's still that like also that inner child of going back and forth. But like you've been like told this way for a very long time, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like a therapy session that I just did. <laughs> no, it's cool. I would take notes and take it to your therapist because I know that like I know that there's still things that I have to process as well. Mm-hmm. So. My man, that is. Uh, we're kind of getting to that, like that 35, 40 minute mark. Mm-hmm. But do you have any last comments on standards of beauty? Um, I guess my last comments and closing comments would be like, we can really see what kind of standards of beauty look like. However, I think at the end of the day, it's what, what you feel most comfortable in and how you feel most yourself and most powerful. So it's like allowing yourself to just really be in those spaces and being okay with that. Yep. Just do, do you. That, that's my last comment. Do you. Also, the thing about standards of beauty, like we mentioned, it is rooted in a lot of awful colonization, historical, whatever concepts. But And trauma. Things, and trauma, right. Um, but also at the same time, the weird thing about beauty, kind of a little bit like fashion, is that like it changes over time, right? And like what is seemed cool or great then, not necessarily is the case now, and like vice versa. So it's one of those things like you do you. Like you're not going to fit into like everyone's like box, and that's totally fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you also if you fit into like everyone's boxes, are you being truly who you are? Probably not. Like you're compromising yourself in one way or another, and we don't like compromising on ourselves so you do you that's kind of like my last thing <laughs> yeah well i enjoyed this time yeah. um my name is mary elena my, my name is mary elena mariquin <laughs> and i'm leo kadia chuave and this is on her lma until next time bye listeners bye remember to come as you are
Oh yeah. Um, take, <laughs> hold on. Um, t- take your vitamins. No, stay hydrated. Take your vitamins and be kind. And remember to always come as you are. Always. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye.